Welcome to Trauma Queen, where we normalize talking about some pretty hard shit. I'm Jemanika Eborn, your certified trauma queen. I've been working with survivors of assault for over a decade. This season, we'll be talking about gaslighting with individuals from different backgrounds, identities, and life experiences. We'll talk about how the experience of psychological and emotional abuse can look different for every relationship. And like always, the focus will be on our journey to healing and finding support. In each episode, I'll give three new resources directly related to the topics we cover. For years, I've seen survivors portrayed without their voices being really heard. This changes now. Let's heal together. Hey y'all, I just want to give you a little heads up. We may be talking about some really hard things, so I want you to take heed and take care of yourself if that means stepping away from an episode, if that means taking notes and looking back at things later, please do whatever you need to do for yourself. I want to shout out our sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp is a platform that connects you with a personal online therapist or counselor. They have hundreds, hundreds of licensed counselors and you can connect with one within 24 hours. Cognitive therapies have been proven to be the leading, most effective treatment for PTSD, anxiety, and childhood trauma. I always recommend first seeking an in-person therapist, especially for crisis situations. But online therapy is also a very affordable and fabulous option. With BetterHelp, you can filter to find exactly what kind of therapist you'd like. And if it doesn't feel right, you can dump them and get a new therapist within 24 hours. You can video chat, talk on the phone, do in-app messaging, and it's available for desktop or mobile. Go to betterhelp.com queen, and that's betterhelp.com q-u-e-e-n to find your personal counselor for as low as $35 a week. Oh my God, I am so excited to finally have my business sister in front of me because we keep missing each other Um, and to have this human across from me. I hope y'all are ready. You're probably fucking not because I'm not. But here we go. Can you give us your name and your pronouns? What's up? I'm Amber Whittington, known as Amber's Closet, and um, she, her, daddy, poppy, oh my God. feel me? Okay. Baby. Okay. All of oh, I'm Okay. Now I'm having experiences over here. <laughs> um, give me a second. I feel like <laughs> this is the same way I felt when Jasmine and I were doing our interview. Jazz. <laughs> that's my baby. Okay. So let's get started. I'm going to ask you the same question I've asked everybody for mm-hmm. this season. What is gaslighting to you? Gaslighting is letting anything around you whether it be like the media people friends family manipulate you into feeling a certain way or making decisions or make you feel stuck mm-hmm. like i feel like that's like a big making you feel like you are stuck where you are yeah can't grow yeah and yeah. there's so many different areas and we gonna talk about whatever you want to talk about i know we talked briefly um but i'm gonna just start off like real easy uh, why do you think your story or perspective should be heard? You know, I don't necessarily feel like it's my story or my perspective that needs to be heard. Cause like, um, I feel like for the most part, I've gone through what a lot of us humans go through mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and that can be in different forms, but at the same time, I think that there's always a bottom line that somebody can relate to. So it's really that I was bold enough to talk about it and when people weren't. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I was, I was ready to be open because it took me a long time to get to where I was that I felt like I needed to share that to help others through that process or to find like to reach the people that may relate to it and, you know, be stagnant in some way. And maybe I can shake them loose, you know, love a good shake. Yeah. You gotta know? shake the table sometimes. Yeah. Shit up. Yeah. Um, do you think you've experienced it in different places? And if so, like where in your life? Gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, for the most part, I've always been real woke since I was young. So like I can kind of e- even tell when people are doing it. You know, mm, and I've always some. Yeah, I, I feel like I've got that legit in my family. Um, you know, what I'm saying um, more on my mom's side and of the family. And then also in the schools and the areas that I lived in, because um, I, th- I grew up in Texas, being biracial there and then growing up in Sacramento where it's conservative and it was Catholic school. Um, and so all white, you know, like um, so I stood out everywhere I was and I feel like the environment around me tried to do what they could do to like make me feel a certain way about myself. What was that way? I just wouldn't allow it, you know, like, okay, well the Catholic school for sure. I feel like every day there was always a comment about my hair. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I know that I'm bright skin, but I feel like it was a reminder every day that you're black and you're different. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. They made me feel, like they were trying to make me feel like it was a bad thing, you but I'm like, girl, like I'm happy. Like, thank you. You know what I'm saying? At least I stand out. All y'all look the same. No, not really. But like, you know what I mean? Like, I just felt like, and I think I got this from my dad. Like, I just always felt like me being different, being the alien in the room, was a good thing. Mm-hmm. So as much as they tr- tried to to make me feel a certain way, I never allowed it. Mm-hmm. I was, I think I was just strong minded, strong willed at a very young age. Do you think it be, it started or you started to notice because it wasn't, like you said, it was in your family. Do you think that's like your starting point of understanding what gaslighting was or is? I think, okay, so it was the first, I think after I got called the N-word for the first time, I, I was four years old and I remember I was at this gas station and this guy kept saying it like, and he, he just kept saying the word to me and I didn't understand it. So obviously my parents are biracial. We were in this um, gas station. I was inside with my mom, but I was in an aisle by myself mm-hmm. and my dad was pumping gas. And like, so a couple minutes later, my mom said, I look really sad. I came up to her. I asked her, I was like, what does nigger mean, mom? Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, freaked out. Where did you hear that? So I was like, that guy kept calling me. So a long story short, my dad beat his ass. But like, well, um, once I got home, cause I was like young and woke, I needed to understand exactly what it was and why he felt the need to a grown man to talk to me like that and like call me a name. And so of course they made me us watch the whole box set of roots and like, <laughs> Oh, oh that is lengthy. Oh I my God. I have never done it. I don't think I, I want to. I swear it took five years. <laughs> like, I mean, you just finished. Well, I just finished that. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, I like to, to understand because my dad's side of the family definitely was in slavery. That's where our last name comes from, um, in the South. So like just mm. really giving us understanding. So from that point, they're like, you're always going to get this. Cause we get this as a biracial couple or, um, you know, in, in Texas, you know what I'm saying? Or wherever, everywhere that they lived. So we get this all the time. So you're going to get it a lot. You know what I'm saying? So everywhere I went, like my dad was always had, had me aware that they're going to talk to you like this. So they're going to make you feel like you're not worth their, uh, anything that you can't achieve anything and that you're dumb, mm-hmm. but that you're always going to be the underdog, but that's a good place to be. Cause when you, you know, succeed, you're going to shine brighter than ever. Yeah. And that's pretty, I mean, that's how my dad was. He came from nothing, very success, very successful. And then, um, so yeah, I just kind of always had that drive in me. 
Like, you can't tell me nothing. Oh, well. I, you don't even know. Amber pulled up with so much big dick energy that I was just stuck standing outside. She just walked up all like, oh, hey. I was like, no, you can't. This is not. <laughs> What's up, y'all? I'm here. You know I mean? <laughs> Literally, that is what happened. Um, and it, it's interesting because sometimes we have these experiences and I feel like it's been kind of like the same story between each guest we've had this season mm-hmm. as that there's still parts of it that started at home. Yeah. And like a lot of people have talked about like how their parents have gaslit them. Yeah. Have you ever experienced anything like that? Yeah, for sure. I think it first started with my mom's family, them definitely treating us like the black kids in the family. Mm. Um, you know what I'm saying? And, and like little comments here and there, you know, that I would hear, like, you don't think I hear you? Like, and then you don't think that I know what you're talking about? Like, I'm a woke little child. Like, I'm hella smart. Like, I know that you're talking about me with your, like, my my white grandma with her white friends about me and my dad and, like, us being different. And I can feel that from you. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I think little comments that my grandma would shoot at me versus my other cousins, like, I would always feel like she would um, act like I wasn't succeeding. So long story short, she had this like wall of everyone that graduated from high school. And like, I feel like like between all like my mom's brothers and sisters and then all my older cousins. And then um, there wasn't many of of college that graduated from college. So the aim wasn't that high, but (laughs) they wanted to act like um, I was like, I heard her say one time, like, oh, she's going to be a gangster, right? Because I wore red a lot when I was younger. It didn't mean anything. You just like red? I did have a boyfriend that was a little gangster. Oh, I did. Okay, well, but it didn't I mean, mean anything. all, though, a little bit. Like, it didn't mean anything. Oh, well, I love this color. Like, whatever. <laughs> and um, so, yeah. And so I feel like I heard her say something about, like, how I'm not going to amount to anything. I'm probably going to be a gang member and not graduate high school. So, um, long story short, I graduated college with a double degree, and I'm still not on that wall. And I don't care. I knew it. You know what I'm saying? I felt wow. like where she wanted to keep me was definitely not where I was going. Right. So. Damn, that's deep. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I felt that, like, for forever. And I feel like um, with my mom, I think she just, in, in her head, I'm my dad. <clears throat> so it wasn't always, like, the greatest um, motivation from her. It just was always like, mm, Amber's cool. She doesn't need me kind of thing. I just... Um, I had to move out in high school. So like after sophomore year, the end of sophomore year of high school, like I had to get my own apartment. So pretty much I feel like I took care of myself. Well, that's why you over here a big dick energy. Listen, listen, like at six years old, I was like, mom, I want to do my own laundry. Don't touch my underwear. Like I just always been grown really. It's that, it sounds like you more grown than me over here. <laughs> um, do you think it's like evolved? Like that sounds more, more. Like, in home, of course. Yeah. But, like, the global part of that you talked about before mm-hmm. of, like, being at a gas station, just having other people, yeah. like, coming at you. Um, and you talk about it, like, from a biracial aspect. What about in the fact of being, like, a woman? Oh, yeah. Or being, like, how you identify sexually? Yeah. Um, uh, everything. Okay, so... Growing up, well, like once I hit 18, like the industries that I was working in, my dad was an NFL agent and I was like helping him run his company. And obviously NFL is run by older white white men. men, Right. So me coming in, negotiating contracts and recruiting players against these, you know, 60, 50 year old rich white men and them seeing me like, you know, recruiting players and stealing them away from them. 
they did not like me. So listen, they always had something to say. I, I think my sexuality I tried to keep because I was already a woman in that industry and a woman of color. So I, and this is how I always felt at all my schools and everything. So I felt like being gay on top of that was just too much. I'm just pushing it up. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I fill up the glass too much. I'm already standing out. So I kind of try to hide that with dressing girly. Mm. Girlier to where um, they didn't feel so offended by me. Because fem- feminine is supposed to be like welcoming and, yeah. and okay. Yeah, like I w- it, it was uh, easy for them to digest. Uh-huh. Versus, oh, there's a woman and a woman of color in this room with us. Um, so I try to hide that. Um which it didn't really help because um, they would still hit. They would hit on me then, and then I'd be like, "I'm gay." <laughs> they just their eyes lit up like threesome. You're like, no, Why get the damn go to always. Because when you're girly, they're like they just can't think anything else other than. But you guys need a dick. I brought my own. Right, <laughs> mine's bigger than yours. First of all, I actually brought my own. Thank you so much, <laughs> and my own lube because we believe in that. Yeah. Wow. I think that's something I say at least once a week at the poker table. That you brought your own dick? No, that my dick is bigger than yours to another dude. You. Because <laughs> they come in with their small dick energy, energy talking to women <laughs> wrong, and I have to put them in place. Wow, small dick energy. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's an overlooked thing, or underlooked, or maybe no one cares. It happens too often. <laughs> Um, it's so interesting. Like, as you talk about like your sexuality, do you feel like as you've grown in your career, Mm -hmm. like you, you be out here, like I I see you everywhere. And I was like, well, goddamn, this is why we don't have time. Cause your ass is somewhere or I'm somewhere. Yeah. But it's like, do you feel like people see you and like seeing like how you identify and, and because you show up with so much energy that they're like, oh, how can I fuck with her? Um, like fuck with me in a bad way. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think when I was younger, for sure, I think I put out maybe that I was confident, but maybe some weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I felt, I definitely felt like that in when I was younger, trying to really find myself and like, um, and balance out life the way that I do now. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like my mind was a little bit weaker than it is now. So when I was younger, I feel like people, yeah, oh my God, all my life I had to fight. Oh, Um, wow. If it wasn't from one side, it was the other. Like, they didn't like my hair or the people I dated or just uh, my car. I was always being hated on. Everybody always wanted to fuck with me. And then I just switched my energy up completely because by the time I came out on the internet, I was so okay with myself that, like, I was making fun of myself. So anything that you say... Does just rolls off like and then I feel bad for you that you wasted all that energy trying to direct it at me you know what I'm saying well you could have put that towards being a better person that you are you know what I'm saying take all that hater ass energy and just suck it back in and make you a better person you know what I'm saying so now that I'm just like I feel like I give off good vibes and then also that like I'm not one to fuck with and you're not gonna hurt my feelings and you don't want to fight me. You know what I'm saying? I'm crazy. So I feel like um, I don't get it that often. Unless it's like some random people on the internet that find one of my videos that might do well. And that does not bother me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It just comes with what you what we do. You know? Yeah. I mean, people just show up because they don't have nothing to do. Do yeah. you find like once you were like openly out or like... <clears throat> Is there a, a more of a stigma because you identify how you identify sexually? Do you feel like people more try to like gas at you and be like, well, this is a thing. Well, you should probably do this because. This, nah, like- you know, I think I'm like really lucky in that way because I feel like I'm converting more people than ever. Like converting to what? You know, to gayism. 
Um, Tell me about this gayism <laughs> you're converting people to. You know, uh, well, the reason why I say that is because I find myself... I'm, I'm one of those people that can adapt in any room. like, mm-hmm. um, And then I find myself in, uh, in crowds of people that maybe on the outside looking in doesn't seem like I belong. But like more so, I feel like it, people end up coming to talk to me and being interested and then sharing with me their thoughts of, well, I really did like this girl, but I was scared to, you know, whatever. And then a typic- like a lot of times in my past, I tend to date girls that identify as straight. So yeah, oh, yeah. That's all I had. Oh, that's what I was. That's saying. intense. Yeah, you out here, really out here. Yeah, you know I'm really out here. You know, <laughs> and then I don't know. So I don't. I don't think I give off the vibes of like making people feel um, uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I try to make everybody I, with my energy. I try to make everybody feel comfortable. But that's you though. Like, what do they yeah. try to make you feel? Like, how are they in your head or trying to be? See, I don't see them like that. Um, and if they try, they're definitely not going to get the reaction that they were thinking or wanted or were looking for because it doesn't bother me. And I think maybe because of where we live, it's not that bad. I don't know. I was trying to even think when I travel. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really pay any mind, even if they call me sir or whatever. Um, and I feel like they do it on purpose. I still don't get I just turn and look and smile like I just kind of give them that I'm like, Oh, you, you feel a certain way because you thought I'm cute. So you had to throw that to make you feel better. All right, cool. <laughs> That's fine. But yeah, I just don't let anybody fuck with me. So so how would you say like you, you got here? Like, did you get here by yourself? Like, how do you maneuver and like feel supported? Like yeah. continuing to do all of this? Because it's hard sometimes to keep yeah. up this energy. It is. So how do you do it? Oh my God. I was just talking about the other day, like, and I just had this shift and I don't know, I don't realize, I don't remember when exactly that it started. I think, um, like three years ago, but I had this shift of always feeling like I needed someone in my corner. And then I, and then all of a sudden I realized I don't need them. I think for any, for, for me, cause I have so much self-motivation to like keep going because I have these goals in my head and I want to be able to like take care of my family or buy a house and, you know, maybe have kids one day. Like I want, so those are all my own goals I I have set for myself. But like, um, I don't know. I was always used to like kind of being in a relationship or like going to my family that was so inconsistent. And then after a while I realized that it actually wasn't a good thing. Like it wasn't, um, what I was getting from them or my partner wasn't what I actually needed. And so it, it took a while to kind of put my foot down and and say, I need separation from this. I got to protect my energy. And then I realized, yeah, I've just been doing it on my own. Like, and it's, it, it's crazy because now I think I need therapy. That was going to be my next question. Oh, let's oh, talk about this. Yeah, I was talking about it with Dan recently. <laughs> um, but other than that, my ther- like, I feel like the way that I've stayed sane is to keep my surroundings by, by people that understand what I do or do it. And then are very motivating, This are like just pretty much the same person that I am in different form. Like, I feel like a lot of my friends that I'm, I'm around all the time, they kind of know what's going on before I do. And we all just like motivate each other. And mm-hmm. without them, I'd be, girl, go and see. <laughs> so why do you think at this point, like, you need that extra support, like therapy-wise? Because I love my therapist. Betty is my BFF. Betty. Every Friday. Now we got Thursdays. Like, I walk in like, hey, girl, you ready? Right. You ready for this? I'm about to drop some shit off. Yeah. Um, I think, 
I because one thing that has shifted in my life, I always like, I think went to my my go to was always my relationship, mm-hmm. and being um, in this recent relationship where she's very independent and is not really used to that. I've had to like figure out how to back up and just kind of take care of myself even more than I already was learning. So I think that was a big thing. And I think losing that, I still feel like I can't bother my friends all the time. Like, let me find somebody that knows me and, and can, and want, you know what I'm saying? Knows me and can talk to me through some things that, you know, might cause some obstacles in my head. Cause oh well yeah because it happens I definitely have left therapy and just cried mm-hmm. and was like why I thought you was gonna help <sighs> yes <laughs> especially dating women in general <laughs> y'all are so irrational and I'm sorry I have to add you in go and ahead, like go ahead this is just, show. Just, I'm just here you know what I'm saying like why are you guys <sighs> okay that's all I had to say and <laughs> y'all know what's up just geez I'm just trying to chill you bad and I didn't even do anything but sit here you know okay. Okay. I mean, you know, I'm just here. Can my, I get a gay man? Do my, you understand this or I mean, not? I do. I'm gay man. I gay man. I mean, my girlfriend, she, we have to have conversations sometimes, <laughs> but so do some of the men I date. Like it's, we true, 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 true. So it's like dating in general can also have that effect of feeling gaslit. Like I was talking oh, to Tim wow. right before, uh-huh. um, cause we had to have our therapist perspective, um, in how there's similarities in, feeling gaslit and also imposter syndrome definition time y'all imposter syndrome Imposter syndrome, better known as fraud syndrome, is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Because I struggle with imposter syndrome. Oh my God, that's a... That's a big thing. Please go. So it's very similar in the sense of you keep talking yourself out of things or making yourself feel bad because it's also replayed in your head. Yeah. So I'm one of those people that if I read something, I'm real bad. I'm dating somebody right now. I was rereading his text. I'm I'm angry. Mm -hmm. Um, But like rereading it and then it just keeps playing in my head. So then it becomes real. And then I talk myself out of situations. I'm also raising my right hand. I'm a self-sabotager. Hello. Oh no. So like, but getting to the point of knowing but they're, they're like sisters, mm-hmm. like they're similar in ways and they can affect you similarly. See, when you said imposter, I thought being around someone or people that have convinced themselves so much because they want your energy mm-hmm. that they've convinced themselves so much that they're exactly what you need, that they've now become that and they talk themselves into it so much that now that they can talk you into that they're that person that you need. And that's what I I've been still suffering from. Oh, maybe. Yeah. It probably it, I mean, yeah. I think that's, I'm going to phone, a, I'm gonna phone a friend and look to my left. Is that still gaslighting? Noted is, by the huh? therapist in the room, it is still fucking gaslighting. That's the shit that I've been experiencing. Because Just imposter people, syndrome is more personal. Yeah, but and, and what's weird, I usually can like read that energy and I can see it, but they are really they out good here. at what they do. They're out here. And we talked about it as well. It's, there's a lot of like narcissism attached to that. Oh yeah, of course. Obviously, if they can like really convince themselves, like I'm this person, I'm this person, I'm this person. And now I'm going to tell you, you're this person. You're like, wait, wait, bitch, how did I get involved in you telling people <laughs> things to do? That is not what I signed <laughs> up for. But it's real. Yeah. And it's, it's so wild. The reason why this is the season of 
because it's affecting so many people. Like Dan and I put a question out just for people to be like, hey, what do you want to ask therapists? And we got blown up with questions wow. about this because it's so rapid and people aren't like talking about it yeah. or they're just learning about it. So even sitting down with you, you were like, well, let's talk about it. And then you're like, oh, yeah. that makes sense because it affects us every day yeah. in like small doses sometimes. Mm hmm. And we don't realize it until we sit down and we're like, well, son, that bitch got me. Mm -hmm. A lot of old school, like traditional parents can yes. be really like hard on you. Bosses that are just mad and hate their job and like make you feel a certain way. I mean, it's it's all over the place. Teachers that aren't qualified or, you know, feel like they're unpaid, uh, underpaid because they are and hate their job. Like it's so many like everywhere you go, like. Mm -hmm you're you can be manipulated in some way and that's why it's really important for us that are woke to like speak about that so people know that this is not normal mm -hmm. and like f f find out what they can do to just like shake you know their their bubble and just get those people out you yeah. know what i'm saying have just you not ever i mean it's fucking crazy have you ever <laughs> felt unsafe by doing the speaking out and like being like, oh, you were treating me this way, like calling people out. Have you ever felt unsafe? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I've had like stalkers from being on the Internet. I've gotten death threats, so I've had to cancel things. Um, mm. And when I went to speak in Africa last year, I did it was a, in Africa. Yeah. Last year, this time. I did this it. We're gonna be real party. good friends. I'm gonna be Amber's house all the time. Y'all even know. Let's go to Africa. First of all. Uh, yes. I was supposed to be going this Sunday, but I opted out of the trip. Um, we gonna talk about this yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> but I was there this time last year, and I made a video on YouTube about me going because it was an LGBT party I was hosting, and a, like majority of the comments were like, "They're gonna kill you for just being out and whatever." And the way that I feel now is like, so I only canceled the one thing where I got the death threat, and it was in Florida because, um, yeah, they literally Florida said, trash. "I apologize if you're from Florida, but the receipts say, yeah." not going there everything bad happens there everything, everything. so they like, they literally said you'll be the next christina grimmie mm. and like that hit me hard because i loved her and like um and i was not gonna cancel it but they were like coming on my sister and my best friend and my girl's page too with the threats so i was like all right let me shut this down but other than that i feel like um you know i can't i can't be stopped from my my message i can't i can't live scared like that so um and i feel like you know i'm protected so i'll just be out here <laughs> um i i think this is there's always one episode where i get to like laugh and this is it you, like, you have arrived <laughs> that makes me really happy Just got my petty shirt on i didn't even know <laughs> i wore it for tim but i didn't know i needed it for you also yeah um I, I, I love that this conversation has just gone in so many different areas because when we sat down, it was like, you can be gaslit in so many different spaces. Right. Have you ever experienced it in a friendship? Oh, for sure. Oh my God. I think that was, a, that was one thing that was really hard for me as I was growing up is to realize that the people that I felt that were my best friends are close to because I grew up with them or went to school with them were actually haters. You know what I'm saying? They actually, like, the shit that you... What'd you just say to me? Like, when I got older and realized that, like, um, yeah, they wanted to keep me, you know, in, in a certain... They didn't want me to be successful. They didn't mm -hmm. want me... Those things to happen for me. And, like, uh, it wasn't until I got older that I started realizing that. Like, watch the faces or people's reactions that they make when you tell them that something great happened for you. You know? And that's, like, that's where you can really see, like... 
this is a fuck boy. This is a fuck girl. Why do I have this person around me? And yeah, like I, I always had like other basketball players that I was, cause I played basketball, other basketball friends that I would hang out with all the time. Just being like, yeah, maybe you should like, you know, think of something else other than going to play basketball in college. Okay, because I played basketball in college and my school was paid for. Like, you know, it's just like they wanted so to, like, to talk you out of your greatness. Yeah, out of my greatness. Like, I'm out here. Just because my school sucks doesn't mean I do. Like, you know, so I'm going to work my ass off and it's still going to be seen. And I was able to do, to do that and prove that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I got that a lot from people around me. Just I think it was like jealousy. But they also but as I looked at it, they also just did not have an environment that that made them feel like, feel like they could do something. Hmm. So if they see someone doing something that may be close to them, instead of, they didn't know how to take it. They didn't know how to interpret that. So instead it just turned to anger and jealousy and, and, and stuff. And some people I was able to kind of change and some I had to let go of those people. They weren't going to grow out of that. Yeah. And I think that's important (laughs) to note. Like, you don't have to change anybody. Like you could offer yourself and be like, this is what we're doing. If you try to get on board, if not, this bus is leaving. Right. And people... How do you break away from friendships like that? I, I think when I get to a point where I feel burned and like, you know, and there's nothing that I can do for you because I feel like I'm always growing. I'm growing every moment. So when I'm in a situation, relationship, friendship, family, whatever, where I feel stagnant, I don't feel comfortable. And if you're not moving with me, I got to let you go. Hmm. And like, and sometimes I've gotten to the point where I'm way ahead and I've still come back to check on them. And if they don't want to budge, then that's when I realize that I got to just let you go. You outgrow people. You, you do. And sometimes people come into your life for a moment for a reason. Seasons. Yeah. They you got to learn seasons. that reason. You know what I'm saying? And, and ga- gain that experience and then move forward. That's really what it is. And I feel like when people do something to lose me, and I feel like most people should feel like this, that's their loss. And the, hopefully they'll, they'll just take that as an experience and move forward and not let, allow that to happen again. Not let, allow themselves to lose somebody that might mean something to them. Yeah. Have you ever allowed someone that you felt gaslit you or treated you this way come back? Um, yeah, I did a lot when I was younger. And nowadays... They got me fucked up. They think, <laughs> shit. I know my number is still the same, but it doesn't mean you can use it. You know what I'm saying? And like, I think as I got older, <laughs> I just had to let them know. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. Like, you know what I'm saying? We, you know, we're, we don't talk, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm busy, right? Like, I just have to like, really just be honest with them, you know? Because you have some audacity to come through here with that text message or phone call. Don't even. Yeah, the phone, the random phone call is like, I haven't seen your number in five or six years. Oh, wow. So like you have a lot of Instagram followers. Do you mind shouting out? Me? No, person, you didn't check on me when I was low. I got to go. That's just rude. It's rude, right? It is rude. They got to go. Again, the audacity. Mm-hmm. Audacity. Yeah. And the wasted energy because you could have called somebody that was actually going to have something to talk about. Because it wasn't me. You didn't call to check on me and my well-being. You called to check on uh, my followers that you might can gain. Like, that's crazy. Bye. <laughs> like, rude. If you could give advice to people that, in different areas, that are, you know, coming up in this world as lesbians or coming out as biracial, like, having people, like, shitty friends. Like, if mm-hmm. you could give them any advice, like, what would you say to them? Yeah, I always tell them to, like, look around them and make sure that they have, like, the right support. Or maybe they don't even need the support. But really clearing out the negative, 
energy suckers around you and like, and just, you know, not letting them get into your head and make you feel a certain way or like steer you from certain, you know, certain things. And I, and I think that once you do that and you have self-love and you have self-confidence, like you're absolutely sure of who you are. People can feel that. They can see that it exudes. And then, and like, and then if you have a positive mindset, there's nothing that can stop you. So I really just feel like it's, it's that work to get to that point where you love yourself and you're confident in who you are. And, and, you know, you have your goals and you are positive in knowing that you can reach them. And then you have a good support system or clear it out. And it's just you. You're unstoppable. Yeah. And I think you, you said something great, like work. Yeah. Like we don't just all show up like I got it all together. Like it takes work. Yeah. And sometimes you got to redo things. Yeah. Uh, add new people kick them out, whatever we doing and rotate in this cycle, mm-hmm. but it is work yeah, it to is. be these people. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm glad, I'm just glad that I got here, you know, to this point And, um, I feel blessed to, to have a platform to share that. Mm-hmm. I feel so blessed that I can, like when I first started doing YouTube and then, um, I put up a couple of my first videos. I think one of my first were talking about discrimination. I was really nervous, really scared. And like to get all the, good feedback like oh my god I went through this like you helped me you did this or whatever like I feel so blessed to be able to do that like it's it's such like you know what I mean it's such a gift yeah and so now it's a sense of responsibility for me because my me keep me doing this is like is is bigger than me obviously now like you know what I'm saying and like it's crazy and and amazing that that it's like that so Mm -hmm. I gotta I gotta keep doing it no matter what mm-hmm. but it's crazy it's just me being it's me being me but it's it's that self-love self-confidence that some people are lacking because of this gaslighting <laughs> situation and how it's true yeah it's everything true. around them so yeah that's why we got to be louder and you know what i'm saying more vocal than ever i always say it's such a privilege that people trust me when college you'd be like come do this i'm like you want me to say what Mm-hmm. Okay, you okay? He's gonna let me out here teach these kids. Mm-hmm. I'm barely not a child, especially your voice, though. <laughs> What's wrong with it? Oh, it's great. Oh, I was like, what happened? You can. I, can I was just like, I need like, some tea. Listen to you and take in everything you say, <laughs> and just be like, yep, you're right, you're right. You know what? Listen, thank you so much. You're welcome. I really appreciate that. Oh, I'm just so excited that we got to have this conversation today, and I'm excited for shit you got going on. So. But wait, I need you to tell, tell me, me something. Some more. What do you want to know? You heard all of this, so tell me something. What, ask a direct question. Oh, wow. Yep, see, trying to put people on the spot. Hmm. Hmm. But what, okay, so everything that I said, what'd you get from it? Everything? Yeah. Okay, my, my, <laughs> my backstory. You, t- tell me, you're the ex- expert. Yeah. Leave me with something. <laughs> all right, let me bless you real quick. Hold on, let me stretch. Yeah. I think to come from where you've come from, because a lot of things... Ooh, see how my voice changed? Let me sit up. I know, right? Um, I was like, ooh. To <laughs> pull my shirt down a little bit from my neck. To come from a place of dealing with things in the home first. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times it's harder to get out of that because it's all that we know. And it's what we're taught to depend on. And for you to become... Um, were you emancipated? Or did you just move out? I just moved out. So to even just decide that, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore is really hard. Mm-hmm. And so like for you to even just be like, I was just out. Like I'm in awe. Like at 16, I look, I'm barely moved out at 31. Like <laughs> I'm with my roommates. Like I still have never lived alone. Yeah. So for you to be there and then to sit and have these conversations where people literally love you. 
Like I read your comments. Like I am a fan of you as who you are. Thank you. And to see like the things and you know, we gonna be friends now. This is how also I start friendships. I tell people we friends, asked him. Um <laughs> but it's like to to see who you are and also the voice and the passion behind it, you can also hear that you've been through things. Like we will never know everything that you've been through, mm-hmm. but gaslighting is real. Yeah. And you have had it in different places and to get here and be like, look, everyone kiss my ass, my dick is on the table, yeah. and I'm here to support. That is amazing. And thank you. Every day is different. Like some days I can't even get out of bed and to be all honest. And like gaslighting still affects me. And Mm -hmm. I still have people around me that I was like, I thought she was cool. Now I want to pop you in the mouth. Luckily I stopped fighting people. Right. Me too. But (laughs) cause we'll go to jail now. I know. I watch Orange is the New Black. (laughs) It's cute, but not, not for me. Right. Um, and to be in that place and to sit across from you and literally see like the way you're talking. I know y'all can't see us, but there is so much passion behind your words and your eyes that I am excited to see what you're doing and to see what's coming next. And whoever's going, whoever you're going to help and touch, like there's already so many people behind that, that I'm like, okay, bitch, here we go. Well, thank you. See, did I, did I give you a gift? Yeah. You know what? (laughs) Um, what really, I know you were talking to me, but there was so much in there that was for everyone. And that's why I wanted you to do it Mm -hmm. because you said it's everywhere and this is how you kind of step out of it. And you even said like, this is something I struggle with weekly. So allowing them to know that it's not like an easy process. Mm -hmm. It's something that even us that may feel a certain way about ourselves to feel like we got it together. Sometimes we We don't, don't. (laughs) but it's okay. Yeah. And then like, just figure out how to, to work with that. Like, see a therapist, talk to a friend, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or go to like clubs or activities or something like there's a community of people out there that are going through what you're going through. So don't think that just your little bubble is end all be all because it's not. No, not at all. And there's always ever growing spaces. And also if there isn't a space for you, create it. Yeah. Hello. I, I'm always like, oh, they didn't have this. We just gonna make it then. Give me a minute. Let me just make some shit up. I'm all about that. Because Somebody has to. Why can't yeah. it be you? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And then support each other in that. My biggest thing is supporting other people doing stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? Which most people don't do. Whatever you want to call them. Influencers, content creators. There's not enough support. Y'all don't support each other? No. I just got here. I'm not really an influencer. I just say things. I can't speak to everybody. I do. But I think that other people just look at others as competition instead of hey we can actually we can all eat together hello yes please i'm trying to like yeah i'm trying to let's all do this together yeah oh we said things and shit (laughs) so before you leave me and before we get to our resources plug yourself tell us what you're doing where can we find you how do we throw coins at you how do we support (laughs) you how do we do it um my name is Amber's Closet on Instagram and on YouTube. My channel is called Amber's Closet. And yeah, um, I think those two are like my main things. I'm on Twitter saying a couple things. It's Amber's Closet 33. But other than that, those are my main two things. Um, support, like, I, I don't know, I'm always like hosting and doing stuff. And you can find that on my Instagram, like any events or panels or talks or something I have coming up. And I think, and then watch the videos and that's, that's it. Do it do it y'all yeah okay so let's get into as promised as always our three resources 
And our first resource is ALP.org, which is the Audre Lorde Project, which is a lesbian, gay, bisexual, two-spirit, trans, and gender non-conforming people of color center for community organizing focus on the New York City area through mobilization, education, and capacity building. They work for community wellness and progressive social and economic justice. Committed to struggling across differences, they seek to responsibly reflect, represent, and serve our various communities. Second, we have loveisrespect.org. Highly trained advocates offer support, information, and advocacy to young people who have questions or concerns about their dating relationships. They also provide information and support to concerned friends and family members, teachers, counselors, service providers, and members of law enforcement. Free and confidential phone, live chat, and texting services are available 24-7-365. Go ahead and text LOVEIS to 22522. And last but not least, we have cuav.org slash resources. I'm gonna, I want to say it's QV. Cool. We'll say that. Works to build the power of LGBTQ, which is lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer communities to transform violence and impression. And as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. And hopefully you take away some gems from us and uh, we'll catch you next time. Support for Trauma Queen brought to you by BetterHelp and of course, you... If you'd like to become a monthly supporter, just click the link in any podcast episode description to support. Support our work. We are queer. We are trans. We are black. We are POC. We are survivors. Our recommended donation is $9.99, but you can donate for as low as 99 cents a month. And as always, I have to give a shout out to the people that make this podcast what it is. And we can all be found on Instagram. Podcast artwork by Zoe Loves, Z-O-I-E-L-O-V-E-S, engineered and edited by Andy Alseri, A-N-D-Y-A-L-S-E-R-I, produced by Boy God King, B-O-Y-G-O-D-K-I-N-G, and me, I'm your host, Jiminika, J-I-M-A-N-E-K-I-A.